Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Listeners, can you hear me? Can you hear that? More like, listen to that. That's a British summer if ever I heard of one. I'm back. I'm back on British soil. I'm back from Australia after my 36 hours travel. I think it was 36 hours travel. And also, oh, can you hear that? Nothing says England like the sound of a man randomly hitting something on repeat for the entire afternoon. Some people might call it building work. I don't know what it is. It sounds like, I'm sure it's not, but it sounds like he's got a bag of coins and he's smacking them against a piece of wood. I don't know what kind of renovation that would involve, but then again, I am in the Cotswolds, so, you know, they throw money around around here. Yeah, so I'm back. I'm back on terra firma. I'm back on home soil. I'm so happy to be back. I landed in England, got back. Husband came to pick me up which was very sweet. I haven't seen him in five five months. I'm calling it six because it sounds better. And do you think I can say I lived in Australia now? Or do you think that was too short a time? Always, there was always one person at school who went to like South America for a week and then came back being like, when I lived in South America? And I don't want to be that person, but I did have a flat. So anyway, let's see. Let's see how it shakes down if I start saying it to people if they raise an eyebrow. So I arrive home. And my husband picks me up at the airport. Lovely, lovely. Much discussion in the car on the way home as to how the dog's going to react. The benchmark here is my mother-in-law. Because obviously over lockdown, none of us really saw any of our parents, families, in-laws, whatever. When lockdown was eased, my mother-in-law came round. It'd probably been a year. The dog went wild when he saw her. So that's the benchmark woman who he's very peripherally related to, he doesn't see that often, arrives after a year, not six months, a year, hero's welcome. So we arrive home, I'm opening the gate, doing a bit of a ding-ding, like clanging the clipper thing a bit, so, you know, really let the dog know I'm here, make sure he's awake type thing. Walking down the path, full of expectation, I notice in the corner of my eye, my husband has taken out his telephone, to video said welcome home we're thinking you know those viral videos of like marines returning from war and the reception they get from their own family and animals that's where my head's at i open the front door see the dog dog sees me 
he did react. I'm going to be fair. He did react. But it wasn't much squeaking when he saw my mother-in-law. So much squeaking. He sniffed me a lot. Maybe it's because he loved me and wanted to check I was okay. But what I did notice as I was lying on the floor saying, hello, speak of the devil. There he is, barking at a neighbour. Uh-huh. You tell him, Ridley. Um, I haven't told you about the Remembrance Day thing, have I? I need to tell you that in a second. Um, all right, we get the picture. I did notice as I lay down on the floor, cuddling the dog, my husband's phone videoing just sort of, just slowly backed away, went back in the pocket because it was clear that it wasn't a videoable moment. Yeah. So that was a low point. It wasn't a low point, but I was hoping for a little bit more of a, you know, hero's welcome. But quite frankly, why do I need one? He's probably pissed off at me because I left him for six months. I will pause on my uh, repatriation story to tell you about Remembrance Day. So Ridley has a habit of barking at the gate at anyone who walks past because that's the dog he is. Has he been trained? No. Is that my fault? Yes. So I'm in the kitchen on my own with the kitchen door open thinking, I can hear barking that sounds like Ridley the dog. But it sounds very far away, so it can't be him, because I know the gate's shut. Anyway, then the barking gets closer, 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 and I look, poke my head out the door, and I see one of my lovely neighbours walking towards me, with the dog barking at her feet as she's walked all the way up the garden path. He's barking, barking, barking. She's like, you couldn't do me a favour, could you? Could you just try and keep your dog with you for a second? I was like... Yes, of course. Why is that? I look out the kitchen door and there's only a bloody Remembrance Sunday service going on on the village green, which is opposite the gate, and the dog had been barking at them throughout it. So embarrassing. And they were all standing, waiting there, bolt upright. I was so embarrassed. I can't show my face in the village anymore. Anyway, back to the repatriation. So, so nice to be home. I cannot tell you. It's I... It's been so nice to come back to summer as well, like a beautiful summer here and the fervour in the air of everybody just talking about lockdown lifting and all of that stuff and feeling like we are through um, a big chunk of what lockdown has been, despite there are still lots of really horrible things going on for people suffering with COVID and long COVID and um, not to undermine that, underestimate that. But um, there's definitely a little frisson in the air. And oh, I went for my um, I went for my vaccine. I went for the Moderna, which sounds like a kitchen, doesn't it? The kind of the kitchen that you went for. And I was extremely jet lagged because Australia time zone. I don't even know what the time zone is and the differences anymore. But I'll tell you what it is. It's too much. Is what it is. It's whenever it's Tuesday here, it's bloody like Thursday in Australia or vice versa. And it's whenever it's day, it's night. It's just insane. So I had the vaccine. I don't know how you all felt. I just felt like the combination of extreme jet lag, i.e. extreme tiredness, and the vaccine, I literally was just like a melted puddle on the floor for like three days. I just slept. I felt like I was underwater the whole time. I couldn't like connect. I was like, it was really intense. Really couldn't move my arm for a few days. Did it mean that I skipped my J-Wix exercise? Yes, it did. Did I like that? Yes, I did. Anyway, but I've got to get back in the saddle. Filming, you eat a lot, is all I'm going to say. I've eaten a lot, so I'm going to get back into my exercise. 
back into feeling fresh and light on my toes. That's the ambition. Now then, bit of housekeeping. What is Homo Sapiens Extra, listeners? Let me tell you, Homo Sapiens Extra is a absolute bundle of delights where we read your emails. We talk to you, the listeners. We do LGBTQ plus news. We do Culture Club where we talk about what you guys are watching. What are you listening? What are you reading? Everybody's watching Holston. That's all I'm going to say, but more on that later. And we do Topic of the Week where we pick a topic that is relevant to the queer community and we talk it out. You guys send in your thoughts you tell us what you think and we try and get to the bottom of some of the most pertinent issues for you, dear listeners. And today we're going to be talking about Pride because, of course, it is Pride Month. And we're going to be talking about Pride and brands. So many brands seem to be getting on board with Pride, but we want to dig a little deeper on that. Are they doing it as a fad or are there some brands out there who are doing it really well? You have written in and sent us all your voice notes with such an incredible breadth of brilliant stories about this. And I'm so pleased we picked it as a topic. Thank you to whoever suggested it. It's such a great idea. But first of all, what did you think of our interview with the lovely star of special Ryan O'Connell? The most amazing comedy show about being gay and having cerebral palsy, which I just think is so brilliant. Anyone who hasn't watched it, please go watch it. Anyone who hasn't listened to the interview, please go listen to the interview. And what did you think of our lovely chat with Beth Ditto? Loads of you have sent me messages about that on Instagram. Please always get in touch on Instagram. I love, love hearing from you. And if you've missed either of those, please go to your favourite podcast provider and have a listen to them all. And while you're there, why don't you drop us a review? Because they really, really help. So anybody who can, I see that lots of you have been actually writing reviews lately, which I really appreciate. Anybody who can, please open up your podcast provider app, go to the show and click write review and then tell us, tell us what you think, because those kinds of things, honestly, can't tell you how much they help with getting the good word homo sapiens out there. Let's have a look at your messages, shall we? From all over the planet, as always. The G7 met last week. I feel like the G20. The amount of messages we get from you, lovely lot from all over the world. Starting a little closer to home, Hamish in Glasgow. But he's currently living in Sydney. Hi, Chris and Alan. Love the podcast. Long-term listener. Yes. Totally loved the Ryan O'Connell interview. Thank you. It was wonderful to hear so many current views that I can 100% relate to. During lockdown, I started watching Friends as I wasn't big on it first time round. I too cannot believe the homophobic jokes and sentiment. Thankfully, the world has changed in 20 years. Can't say I got to the end. Hope you enjoyed Adelaide. I did. Thank you so much, Hamish. And look forward to seeing Alan in Sydney in July. Yes, because he's got two shows there. One is sold out. I think the second one isn't. Anyone who wants to go and see Alan in Sydney, go on down. The boy will entertain. Let me tell you that we have no doubt. And then Joel from New Zealand actually dropped us a line about our interview with the wonderful writer Paris Lees, writer who works for Vogue, who's just written a beautiful new book. Uh, If you haven't heard that interview, go have a listen. Hi, Chris and Alan. I just wanted to say thank you for your wonderful podcast. Blushing. Thank you, Joel. I discovered it way back when it started and me and myself and my partner were living in the UK. Now back home in New Zealand, I thoroughly enjoy your chats and find it a lovely way to connect to other people and what's happening in the LGBTQI plus community. Brilliant. I love to hear that. We live in quite a small town, Queenstown, ironically. <laughs> and I don't have a huge number of queer friends, so really value your discussions and topics. Ah, oh, 
Listen, we aim to please. Say no more. Think no more of it. Was that the saying? Not sure. I also host a local radio show. Ah! So appreciate both of your insights into being in the public eye and queer. I also found your interview with Paris Lees incredibly interesting. Her honesty about her past really resonated and got me thinking about some of the things I've experienced and how they have shaped who I am and also helped to identify some of the mad thoughts that go on my mind sometimes. Where these come from and how this could relate to being a queer person raised in a church setting. Interesting. Keep up the amazing work. You're the highlight of my walks on chilly autumn evenings. Ah, oh, that is so lovely to hear, Joel. And thank you so much for taking time to put pen to paper, or should I say finger to keyboard, to get in touch. Oh, and now we did a, a very good episode on being a very good... Well, I'll let you be the judge. I thought it was great. I was very proud of us all about being LGBTQ plus in the workplace. And we've got a message from Steve from the NSPCC here, which is the National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. And Steve got in touch to say something that we missed in the discussion, which I love. I love it when you do this. So please keep doing it. Firstly, I love your podcast. So thank you, Steve. Mutual Appreciation Society. Thank you. I loved the LGBTQ plus workplace topic, but was a bit disappointed. You didn't cover the staff networks, employee reference groups more. Steve, mea culpa. I am chair of our LGBTQ plus staff network and a strong network provides a powerful voice to advocate on behalf of the interests of the LGBTQ plus community. We have an active role in shaping policy and holding the organisation to account as a critical friend as well as providing a safe space. We also hold monthly learning sessions called the ABC of LGBTQ plus about various topics relating to gender and sexuality and we re- regularly get 100 to 200 attendees. Steve, this is amazing work you're doing. I don't want to be critical, but I thought you were a bit dismissive about your husband being chair of his network as they're powerful tools for our community. Thanks, Steve. And Steve is the chair of NSPCC's LGBTQ plus staff network. Steve, sorry for being dismissive. I should not have been. And you're absolutely right. They are really powerful things and they do brilliant, brilliant work. So thank you very much for bringing yours to our attention. It's much appreciated. Now then, Kevin's been in touch. He owns his own queer-friendly cafe in the Scottish Highlands and is very excited about having won himself a HS t-shirt. Ah, hello, Chris, Alan and the team behind the scenes. That's nice of you to acknowledge everybody there, Kevin. Lovely. I nearly threw my phone at the wall with excitement. Don't do that, they're expensive. When I heard my username being read out by Chris's dulcet tones and thank you so much for delighting me with the reward of one of your iconic Homo sapiens t-shirts. Screaming, he says. Kevin, you are more than welcome. Thank you for writing the review. I am overjoyed to receive a piece of your precious merch. I'll wear it with pride and treasure it forever. Oh, you betcha. I cannot... Kevin, please... Mm, There's a plane. Kevin, please do write and get in touch. Do send us a photo of you wearing your T-shirt. That would be excellent. And I'll post it up on socials. It'll go viral and we'll all never look back. Now, listeners, we are nothing without you. So please get in touch. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com. Send us your comments, your questions, and send us your agony uncles. And then also get in touch, stay in touch on Instagram at homosapiens or on Facebook at homosapienspodcast. That is a, the roundup for all of our emails and communications and missives we've had in the inbox this week. Thank you so much for everybody who's been writing in. We cannot thank you enough. It's time for a bit of LGBTQ plus news. This is from The Guardian. Texas bakery sells out of goods after backlash for its pride rainbow cookies. 
Confections, a small Texas bakery, suffered a backlash after posting a photo on June the 2nd of a rainbow-decorated cookie in the shape of a heart, accompanied by the message, More love, less hate. Happy pride to all our LGBTQ friends. All lovers of cookies and happiness are welcome here. I love that. Can you imagine someone getting annoyed about that? And it's got a lovely, lovely picture of the cookies. I'd eat one without a shadow of a doubt. You know I have two biscuits every morning with a cup of tea in bed. What do you think of that? Is that odd? Anyways, back to the news story, Chris. There's not a biscuit story. The message was followed up by a more solemn post the next day. Today has been hard, really hard, confections wrote. We received a very hateful message on our business page cancelling a large order. No way. Because of a rainbow heart cookie we posted. And we lost a significant amount of followers too. They continued, Honestly, I never thought a post that literally said more love, less hate would result in this kind of backlash to a very small business that is struggling to stay afloat and spread a little cheer through baked goods. Quite right. I mean, my sentiments exactly. They literally said more love, less hate. That was the post. The bakery added that it now had an overabundance of cookies available for sale but could hardly have expected what happened next. The post attracted more than 11,000 likes from around the world, with people more local to East Texas promising to visit the bakery. Loved these people. Many duly did, and a photo posted by Confections showed a line of customers stretching down the street outside the business. <gasps> then there's this picture where you can see them all queuing. Oh my, this is just so lovely. Very cool looking bakery as well, it's like a diner. On Saturday, Confections returned to Facebook to share some good news. We've sold out, the bakery wrote, adding that the team were just so humbled and grateful and moved by this outpouring of love. That is so lovely. And then there's the original post with nearly 4,000 comments. Can you believe that? Just magic, that is. It really is. Now then, time for a bit of topic of the week. Here we are in Pride Month and we see lots of rainbows flying around and lots of brands turning their logos into rainbows and stuff and I think it can become a very exciting very celebratory time but it is important to remember that Pride started as a protest. Pride was a protest that took place. It was the Stonewall riots. Police raided the Stonewall Inn which was an amazing gay bar in New York which was always full of LGBTQ plus people of all different kinds it was a real safe haven for them and the police raided it and the people who were raided people like Marsha P. Johnson said we're not having this anymore enough is enough and they stuck up for themselves and those Stonewall riots are the birth of pride it was a protest it was about protecting basic human rights spin forwards I mean last year on the 50th anniversary of the riots, more than 5 million people took part in the New York's annual Pride events. It's become a huge thing and we want to know what you listeners think of that and if we are still in the right kind of authentic place. Are we celebrating it properly? Are we remembering its heritage? So we did a poll. The first question we asked was, has Pride been taken over by brands? 84% of you said yes. 16% of you said no. Quite interesting. So I'm going to kick off with this voice message. Voice message? Voice message. Hello, Homo sapiens. This is Lenne from Finland, and I love your podcast very, very much. Now, about pride and brands, 
I feel that this is a bit complicated because while it's great that more brands and businesses are explicitly quote-unquote on our side, jumping in with the queers, the ultimate goal of brands is to sell, to market and to profit. And obviously they do benefit from this showing up in rainbow colors. So is that wrong? Well, while Pride now is a celebration of queerness, it still has a myriad of human rights issues at its core, and the brands really do need to address these and other human rights issues as well, and not just sell rainbow socks and hand out rainbow paper crowns with their burger meals for a limited period each year, which, sadly, is mostly what we see from brands. So I say, do come along and celebrate us, but because you do no doubt benefit from it, your allyship shouldn't just be performative. Exactly. It's about not paying lip service or just doing the fashionable part of it. It's about doing the harder work. It's interesting. There was this really cool thing I saw this week. Last week, I think, actually. Uh, The Instagram, Instagram? Instagram account at a few things wrong. Uh, which is it does very cool stuff all the time, actually. They compared some social media activity from global brands on their social media pages that are tailored to different countries. And then they sum up their post with, if you only stand with someone when it's easy to do so, you don't really stand with them at all. Too right. The next question we asked was, do you think some brands do it to be cool rather than caring about the LGBTQ plus community? Well, You were not on the fence, listeners. 96% of you said yes. You think some brands do do it to be cool rather than caring about the LGBTQ plus community. Only 4% of you said no. I think we should hear from the 4% because Derek's been in touch on this exact topic. Derek is from Dublin. I've worked for many multinational organisations over the years and I'm really happy when I see them supporting Pride. I remember walking in Pride marches that had less than 100 people in them and now our parade is about as big as St Patrick's Day. That's so cool. Isn't that great? A lot of the negative pushback seems to stem from the idea that large companies are soulless organisations. In my experience, particularly with big multinationals, their interaction with Pride is organised, planned and supported by LGBTQ plus employees of the organisation. Similarly to how these companies support charities, the ones I've worked for never attached a sales target to their support of Pride. I always felt it was a great opportunity for an organisation to show how they genuinely value their customers and employees by being inclusive of us in their annual plans. That being said, where a company has a poor track record with creating a work environment for their LGBTQ plus community, we absolutely should be calling them out. Too right, Derek. Thank you for that. I think it's great, you know, and like you say, you know, LGBTQ plus employees are the ones organising it. So they're doing it in in their own vision and that's authentic and all the rest of it. I suppose there's a bit of nuance here, isn't there? Because if there's a big multinational company and they're doing it internally and they're showing support for people, I think that's fantastic. Then there are kind of the more sales orientated companies part of their image and part of the way they make money quite frankly is to be cool and you know queerness and that whole pride thing has become so cool like it's fascinating to me to watch and see how i don't know like queer people have always been in the arts and therefore bit cool of interest all those things you know like all of that's been around but this kind of absolute double down mainstream 
Can you hear that guy still banging the thing? I moved to the country to get some bloody peace. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Um, now, Lena has been in touch all about brands using... The rainbow flag, a big contention for some of you listeners. Hello, Homo sapiens team. Um, my name is Lena. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a German living in beautiful Hampshire at the moment. I wanted to share some thoughts on rainbow washing. So I think, you know, especially this Pride season, last Pride season already, I think it's awesome and it's critically important that there's so much awareness and discussion of what some companies do here. But I have to say, so I recently went online shopping at Asda and I was weirdly touched by the progress flag in the Asda logo. Because like, as a teenager, I would have never thought that this would be possible. And so I think that while there's so much to discuss, the fact that the rainbow can be something positive is also, to me, is still sometimes kind of incredible. And this this actually made me think of uh, when when I was quite quite young, maybe twelve or thirteen, I I bought this little rainbow belt, and I thought it was so cool. And I remember my sister, my older sister, told me I can't wear that in public, because people would think I was a dyke. They would have been correct, you know. Thinking of this kind of thing, and of you know remembering the first few times I saw places that decided to mark themselves with a rainbow flag. That was a very political decision that even to me as a queer person made me a bit like, ooh, can, can I go in there? Is there going to be a problem? So seeing that now it's something that people want to use, it's, yeah, very problematic in some ways, but also it's just amazing. Rainbow washing, very interesting point there. And I think I feel very similarly to you, Lena, but I actually think our opinion is quite an unpopular one. I really like seeing it. I like brands using it i know that it is wrong and incorrect but there's that saying i can't remember who said it we contain multitudes things can be problematic as well as being productive or good and i think that that's what i think about the rainbow flag i do think it's great i think like you said how you used to see the rainbow flag display places and that was a political act and you would be like oh shall I go in there and I remember when I used to go to when I went to Bournemouth University when I left school I went to university in Bournemouth and Bournemouth has this area called the triangle which is like the gay area up there and it's used to have loads of better breakfast really with rainbow flags hanging outside and there would be um, like cafes and stuff and that would have a rainbow flag in and it felt like this community 
but it did feel very very marginalized and it felt like a backwater and i think that that would never be the case today and i think that's amazing because that was this brilliant community of people who all worked together and supported each other and it's not right for brands to pick things up and drop it onto them for being cool i completely support that thought but i think the effect of seeing it in more places makes it less on the margins and i think there's a lot of good that comes out of that and i'm reminded from Derek's email from Lena's voice message about this lovely thing that Munro Bergdorf posted on her Instagram. She was sharing something by an Instagram account called Pride Train. Dear Brands, thank you for your rainbow logos. Now please make diversity inclusion your core mission. Foster a gender neutral environment. Establish trans and queer friendly recruitment process. Close the trans and queer pay gap. Exactly, something that needs to be remembered. There is a big trans and queer pay gap. Ensure your health benefits plans serve everyone equally. Create effective diversity and inclusion training. Make it mandatory for everyone. Enforce zero tolerance, anti-harassment and anti-discrimination policies. Listen to your trans and queer workers and update your policies as necessary. Empower your trans and queer workers to lead on a pride year round. You know, so many things that... It's a really brilliant checklist of how we can ask brands to be not just performative, but be accountable to follow through on if they're going to use the rainbow flag. It comes with responsibility. Keith got in touch talking about how brands need to move beyond Pride Month. Hi, guys. Keith from County Offaly, Ireland here. Hope you're keeping well. I don't know. Maybe it's the cynic of me, but I tend to roll my eyes now when I see my social media feeds all fill up with ads from big companies and their pride logos during pride month visibility is good obviously but i think it would be more meaningful if they actually made an effort all year round and then during pride month they could actually highlight what actions were made by them during the year to help support the lgbtqi plus community rather than just changing the colors of the logo to the pride colors during pride month i don't know that's my opinion anyway Absolutely love the podcasts. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Will. Absolutely, Keith. Thank you so much for getting in touch. And I think you're right. Getting brands to do their thing and then also holding them accountable. Making sure they're doing the detail, not just the easy stuff. There's a lovely post that someone, Bless the Messy, did, which I thought was just so great. It was like two things. What people think Pride is, and then it was 50% rainbows, 50% p- parades. And then it said what Pride actually is, which is being valid in the closet to stay safe boring everyday life as your authentic self having community feeling free loving yourself more than needing to be loved by others surviving hard shit being accepted and respected as ourselves gender euphoria protecting trans youth fighting for equal rights there goes another plane guy was smashing the money around seems to shut up there feeling at home in yourself validating intersections queer sex celebration Honouring those who paved the way, especially black trans elders, you know, like Marsha P. Johnson. All those bits of detail. I want to see brands knowing that, reflecting that. You know, that's what we need to see. We don't need another rainbow logo. We need the detail as well. Paul in Leicester got in touch about companies posting on Instagram during Pride. Hello. I've noticed lots of companies virtue signalling by flooding social media with posts. One large German car manufacturer has posted 19 exclamation mark in brackets Instagram posts in three days. 
Yeah, it's more than Kim Kardashian. Just to make their feed look like a pride flag. Oh, I see the pride flag. However, I want to know who it is. However, this isn't backed up with any meaningful content and the comment section is absolutely toxic. Sharing lots of posts without moderation is actually giving bigots a platform to voice HBT aggression and set us back. Hmm, that's really interesting and such a good point. But what is HBT aggression, I ask you? Googling HBT aggression. Homosexual, bisexual, transgender. Hmm, Didn't know that. HBT. Share meaningful, relevant content. Share to promote values and initiatives. Share to spotlight successful LGBTQIA plus people's stories. But know that sharing comes with a responsibility to moderate that comment section or just turning off commenting. Lots of commenters usefully pointing out that multinationals aren't posting pride content in all our countries too just the ones which are accepting which doesn't help the most vulnerable in our community quite right paul exactly what that uh, instagram account were calling out people like converse companies need to put their money where their mouths are and if they're going to take a stand they need to take a stand everywhere even when it might impact on their bottom line love always paul paul thank you so much such a good point about the comment section actually do these things gently do it in a way that will support and protect the LGBTQIA plus people who you are seeking to raise up or jump on their bandwagon. Don't open it up for that kind of toxic aggression. So thanks for that, Paul. Very, very interesting point. Next question we asked you, do big brands ignore certain sections of the LGBTQ plus community? Well, 95% of you said yes. Big brands do ignore certain sections of the LGBTQ plus community. And 5% of you said no. James writes on that topic. I feel that pride should be so much more than it is. And I think we're missing what pride should be today in the 21st century. For many within and outside the queer and LGBTQ star communities and of course companies it is purely focused on the cis gay and lesbian members. What everything that defines those who do not fit into these groups are forgotten. So right, James. The only way we'll get out of this and move forward as a better society is to use pride as a platform to educate, join and fight for the rights of those who are trans, non-binary, intersex, asexual and all the amazing and beautiful people who are fighting for something so basic. Very true. And someone posted this amazing thing on Instagram the other day. It was such a beautiful summary of why and how far we have to come. It was... Um, talking about being a trans kid and saying imagine if the hoops they make young trans kids jump through of like having to be clinically diagnosed as being trans living as a trans person for a certain amount of time before people decide that you are allowed to dot 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 like imagine if they did that to gay people saying you have to be clinically diagnosed as gay by a doctor then having to live as a gay person for two years before people actually get on board with it you know None of that is acceptable and it's going on today, you know. Alexander Leon, if you don't follow Alexander Leon, he does brilliant posts on Instagram about the queer experience, I suppose. And he said, I have no problems with brands celebrating queer people to commemorate pride the problem is not acknowledging that corporate support of pride will always exist within the restraints of capitalism if it didn't make business sense we wouldn't be seeing the rainbow logos simple let's not kid ourselves into thinking that the revolution is going to be focus grouped 
corporate support of Pride is not inherently bad. It's just a symptom of a societal shift that has lifted the most sanitized forms of queerness out of the taboo. There's still work to do. I, for one, feel uncomfortable using how capitalism responds to our community's fight for equity and justice as our main indicator for progress, especially when the most urgent fights exist outside the global north, where the same corporations become eerily silent. See that thing we were talking about earlier. If your support of our community is contingent on not disrupting your profit margins, or you won't celebrate pride in markets where our existence is criminalised, then I don't see it as support. I see it as strategic alignment. Very, very true. Now, Bradley's also got thoughts on brands ignoring certain sections of the LGBT community. I just think that big brands really co-opt gay rights more than any other form. And so I think the result is actually that kind of other sections of the LGBTQ plus community get kind of overlooked, especially the trans community. Even thinking back to kind of trans visibility day and stuff like that. I mean, hardly any of the huge brands made a fuss about that and spoke about it. Yet when Pride comes around, you know, they show their gay rights. And I just think that that's kind of, it's symptomatic really of of the kind of onslaught on trans people, I think. But yeah, that's just my view. I think big brands love the gay rights, but not everything else. Exactly, Bradley. There's a pecking order that has been invented and a little bit like Alexander Leon was saying in his post of like, what is strategically acceptable, whereas what's not hard work. And I think we all need to be keeping an eye out for that when we're looking at which brands and how they're behaving in that in that regard. Pride has also created wonderful memories for people and so we asked you if you have any lasting happy memories from a previous pride month or pride march darren got in touch and he said his pride highlight was the first brighton pride with friends and making new ones and his last sydney mardi gras before he moved here here being britain i presume freddie said the teletubbies pride campaign all the proceeds went to Glad, and it's genuinely so adorable. Oh my God, I love that. I didn't even know that existed. And then Rachel got in touch about singing with her LGBTQ choir at Liverpool Pride. Oh, I love this. Hi, Homo Sapiens. A few years ago in Liverpool, I was in a community choir. It was a really diverse, wonderful bunch of people ranging from like 18 to 80. Um, and we sang at Liverpool's Pride Festival along with a few other choirs. There was ours, there was a refugee choir, there was an LGBTQ plus choir. Um, and we each wore a different colour of the rainbow flag. We sang a few songs together, um, but the one that really sticks with me was singing uh, You'll Never Walk Alone with the crowd joining in. It was quite an emotional moment, partly because of what that song means to the city and the people of Liverpool, but also the real message of solidarity and pride. Solidarity, that's what it's about. And that's what we need more of from brands if they're going to put the rainbow flag on things. They've got to show a solidarity. All members of the LGBTQ plus community, not just the ones that are more palatable to the board. Um, I went to Pride with Millsy of Scrambled Eggs fame, as you may recall, from early days of this podcast. There were, Millsy used to make us eggs, do you remember? Um, please go back and listen on the feed if you do, if you haven't. So, me and Millsy turn up. We'd been invited by the lovely people at Queer Britain, which is the first bricks and mortar queer museum that's going to be set up. So we all met for a little drink beforehand. It's very early in the morning and we put on some rainbow items and maybe some glitter and all the rest of it. And we we're waiting just by London's Regent Street. And we were on 
the Queer Britain float. You all get handed like a placard and then you have to walk behind the float and you dance and you celebrate. Now, listeners, I know I sound like a jovial fellow, but just as we were about to take off, my wonderful friend Milsey, she bloody does her back in. She couldn't walk with me. Obviously, she still wanted to represent. So the person who drives the um, the kind of float thing had one spare seat next to them. So Milsey got to sit in there the whole time. I'll admit it. I know I'm supposed to be celebrating Pride. I know I'm supposed to be sort of looking carefree and fancy free, but I'm just not very good at that. So I had to dance all by myself for about two hours in case anybody saw me looking semi like I wanted the earth to swallow me up because everyone looked like that was so much fun. That's my Pride memory. And then we got a lovely message from Dan about his memories of Pride. My best memory was when I attended a Pride march in my city while I was still at school. As my friends and I were heading to the starting point, we ran into two of our teachers who helped to set up and run the newly founded LGBT safe space group in our school. And they were joining in the march too. As far as I know, they are LGBTQ plus allies, not identifying with any queer labels themselves. And their aim was to support any kids from our school that wanted to join the march. Oh, I love this. Our school were only just starting to support young queer people and this was such a huge step in them proactively showing up for us and I really appreciated their presence and kindness. I just want to say happy pride to everyone, whether you are out or not. If you're still figuring yourself out, know that everyone who seems so bold and confident at pride was once in your shoes too. As fun as a pride party is, remember all the work we still have to do for each other as queer people. That is such a wonderful thing to end on, Dan. Such a lovely thing to say. And I cannot agree more. Being co-opted by big brands aside, let's remember to say happy pride to every single one of you listening. I cannot thank you enough for all getting in touch and joining this discussion, taking the time to send us your voice notes, taking the time to send us all your emails. And Dan has got such a good point. As fun as the Pride Party is, we all have a lot more work to do for each other and we will continue to do that here on Homo Sapiens and beyond. And please, on that topic, what would you, listening, you listener, I'm talking to you, what would you like to hear as topic of the week? Open up your laptop, jump onto your smartphone or maybe your Nokia 3210 and please write and tell us what you would like us to talk about on homo sapiens extra topic of the week it's hello at homo sapiens podcast.com or at homo sapiens on instagram what have we learned today we've learned that you guys are hot on it with the brands and being authentic and not authentic and i think we've also learned that we do like seeing the rainbow flag around you just want it to be used properly you just want it to be backed up by some action and making sure that we're going into the detail and looking after the members of the lgbtq plus community and spectrum who need the help not the people who are just the trendy ones to support that pleases the boardrooms that brands can see as strategic there's lots of good out there there's lots of great things there's lots of brands doing great stuff there's also some who are just jumping on the bandwagon all we want is the support and the trickle down and i've loved hearing from you about actually really liking companies who are doing good pride stuff internally the less sort of public facing stuff and how important that is it's all so great and i hope everybody is having and has a wonderful pride month speaking of which how are you going to pass your pride month with culture club we've got a bit of a culture club special because i've asked another little culture clubby question what is your favorite pride themed book 
documentary or film. Well, Matthew, Olivia, Bird, Unofficial McDonald and Cindy all say Pride, the movie, is one of their favourite Pride-themed films. Pride, such brilliant film. Love it. One of Russell T. Davies' favourite films, in fact. Andrew says Tales of the City by Armistead Maupin, no less. We interviewed him, Armistead Maupin. Go have a listen on the feed. N3N3 says The Art of Being Normal by Lisa Williamson. Night Lifter says Disclosure, the Netflix documentary. Oh, yes. And Rona says Just Friends. Anthony and Camberwell has written us a lovely letter about this. Hello, boys. This time over lockdown had been a great opportunity for me to discover some fresh new queer voices that I wanted to recommend for anyone who enjoys reading. Johnny Appleseed by Joshua Whitehead about a two-spirit First Nations Canadian. Real Life by Brandon Taylor, which was shortlisted for the Booker Prize and is about being black and gay in the Midwest America. Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe by Benjamin Alire Sayens, which is a beautiful and poetic book about growing up gay and Latino in Texas. And of course, Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart, no less. Booker Prize winner about a gay kid's relationship with his alcoholic mother in 1980s Glasgow. They all draw their own lives and tell the sort of stories that are rarely seen in the mainstream. It would be great to have all of them on the podcast. Love that idea. Oh, look, he's come to see me. That's my dog. Hello, puppy. Tell the listeners if you miss me. No. Listeners, please keep all your wonderful recommendations for film, TV, music, food and literature coming. We love hearing from them and it keeps us all keeps us all out of trouble, doesn't it? So get in touch. Send us all your recommendations. We'll be sure to read them out. Next week's interview. Well, we've only gone and got trailblazer Travis Alabanza. Travis is a writer and performer who wrote a show called Burgers on... Why are you making that noise? Try and do the intro for Travis Alabanza. Travis Alabanza is a fucking hysterical, funny writer and performer. Wrote a show called Burgers, which became a massive hit. Is a really interesting trailblazer, art performance person for member of the trans community, gender non-conforming community. Got an incredible story. Cannot wait for you to hear mine and Alan's chat with them. We had such a, a really fun conversation about what it is to be trans, what it is to be queer, what it is to be dating as a queer person in 2021 with the pandemic and all of that. It's such a great episode. Cannot wait for you to hear it. So make sure you tune in next week for that one. In the meantime, for goodness sake, stay in touch. I love hearing from you. It's hello at homosapienspodcast.com. It's at homosapiens on Instagram. It's at homosapienspodcast on Facebook. It's all of the above listeners. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and stay in touch. Loads of love. Ridley, let's get around the corner and find out who the hell is making that banging noise, shall we? Deal. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.